This is Manual Focus, where we shoot the breeze about the fine details of photography and creative life. I'm Alicia Cologne, commercial photographer and stylist for creatives. I have Justin Mazel. I'm pretty excited to talk to him about our topic. I met him two years ago at Creative South, and since then he has been um, just a personal go-to guy that... I could really kind of sit here and gush for like the next 10 minutes of everything that you've personally done for me in my creative career and how you have um, bolstered me up and encouraged me and critiqued me where I needed to be critiqued and even pretty much um, pretty much made me face some things that perhaps I didn't want to face. And that's all because uh, we both kind of live our lives through this like motto, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, it's that we impress by our strengths, but we connect through our weaknesses. So kind of like talking about how, um, generally speaking in, in life, but then also in the communities that we're in within design and photography, how people really want to kind of, uh, enter into a conversation or introduce themselves as, you know, all the accolades they have or all the huge clients they work for, right? At the conference, like when people are introduced, they're like, oh, and they have worked with CNN and, you know, Twitter and all, all these huge names. And that's almost how they introduce themselves. Um, but what I really like about you, Justin, is that one of the first things that like you told me when you spoke at Creative South 2014 is I'm not going to do a, a large spiel about myself. If they want to know about me, like they can go and they can Google. Well, I'm here to like talk about from my, my life experiences. And so from the very get-go, my first impression of you was just authenticity. Thanks. Yeah, it's either that or like I'm really – I feel like I'm better at self-deprecation than I am at building myself up. So I just go with my comfort zone, which is like, hey, like let's let's – talk about other things let's talk about you <laughs> so i feel like i feel like that part comes a little bit naturally but i mean also it really does i mean there's a there's a part of intentionality in that which is um yeah i mean you know if, if i go somewhere and i get the chance to talk I, I'm, I feel really privileged to be able to do that it's a cool thing um but more importantly you know it's like if I got time to do that, you can browse my portfolio remotely and you can check it out. But like one thing we can't do is like we can't have like a tableside conversation where we essentially, you know, get to like grab a proverbial beer and talk shop, whether it's about the industry or about life. So it's kind of made my talks less technical uh, and more around, um, you know, professionalism and, and personal lives and work-life balance and some other things that are obviously important to me that I haven't really figured out. And that's kind of what makes them more fun to talk about is it's like a constant work in progress where I'm figuring out how I feel about some of those things. And it's good to get human interjection into those environments. Yeah. Now, so would you say that you've always been like this or I mean because I mean already whenever you were just talking it's something that you're saying that you're like working towards I mean so when did you kind of see like hey perhaps there's a shift in my mentality that I need to make yeah you know uh I feel like it was a pretty intentional thing and I think that's you know I didn't I didn't go to school for design 
Um, so like everything that I, I kind of did around design and, and, and working in this industry happened after college for me. Um, but once, once I kind of like learned about this community and what it meant to kind of work in it, like I was really infatuated with this idea of celebritism and getting your work out there and, and working for those kind of big clients. Like I think, and I think that comes natural. I think it's a part of, of, you know, kind of community shock of being somewhere new. And, um, you feel like you're just joining in on this conversation that's been going on for a really long time time with a whole bunch of other people that you've never really been a part of and so from the outside it can feel a little bit like a like a good old boys club in some mm-hmm. ways um and so i think you know there, there was definitely a season and, and probably a good amount of time that i did spend wanting to really be a part of that world uh like an you know an ariel from little mermaid kind of thing <laughs> I, I just thought of that when I said that. Uh, um, I just wanted to start singing. Yeah, I almost belted it out just then. Um, so, so there, there was a time, and I think where it changed was um, probably probably my wife talking to me about um, some of the more not as healthy proclivities that I'd kind of developed over time, and sort of how I was uh, pulling away from like personal relationships in my immediate area from other people maybe wow. that I hung out with that I wasn't really as much. Um, giving the, the, the proper amount of time to, and I just wasn't as invested in relationships that weren't directly related to my, my industry. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I think there was probably a point uh, in that conversation where I was able to kind of step back and evaluate kind of how I was behaving and, and, and some of those things, maybe that those hooks that sunk a little deeper than I thought they would. Yeah. Well, I mean, already I can kind of see like two things there is that like you had that, loving person that kind of knew you and like saw like the habits that a you used to do and then that you kind of changed from and they were able to lovingly speak into you you know and that Mm -hmm. you were open to receive that and granted i mean that might have happened over time it might have been a series of conversation it might have been just one enlightening moment um but just the sheer fact that you were open to hear that is actually pretty impressive because i know like from our conversations i would actually say that it has taken me almost two years to really try to like intentionally flip the script of the thoughts that I've been having. So I remember like um, whenever I first started down the road of photography um, and specifically, I guess, like the commercial photography stuff, um, I I really wanted to be known. Like I wanted to be the next Helena Price. I wanted, you know, I I wanted to be up there. and, and so much so that like, whenever I met Jeremy Cower, I, I cried, like literally, <laughs> like he didn't, I mean, he was in the middle I mean, of he's introducing. he's pretty fantastic. So there's <laughs> he that. is. Oh, it was a blubbering mess. Um, and so, At least oh, you gosh. left an impression, I suppose. I'm sure I'm just one of like, unless he's girls. really left like a trail of tears, which honestly would just be impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh don't know why i shared that um anyway <laughs> <laughs> but i will never let you forget that you did <laughs> oh thank you uh what are friends for um but i remember that like, i don't know just a lot of our conversations because so i looked up to you a lot you know just starting out that like i feel like a you have this list of accolades and you have this like clientele um, to you, you know, and I mean, pretty much it's like clients that I would just uh, love to work for. And, uh, and, and you don't wear it around your belt buckle and you, you know, you don't have those like on your fireplace mantle, you know? And well, unfortunately um, for you, that part isn't true. I actually have a die cast one that I get for every company I work for. It actually becomes a literal <laughs> belt buckle 
It just kind of depends on what day of the week it is, which one I'm wearing. <laughs> anyway, so, oh gosh, what was I saying? Admired you and your work and, and all the accolades. But then at the same time, it was like, I, so I connected to you on that level of going like, okay, this is the quality that this guy is working at. Like, this is amazing. Um, but then I connected really more on, on the weakness level because like one of the conversations that we had um which was sparked from your message. I keep going back to this message because it was pivotal for me. I feel like uh, people will hear like one message and it will be like something that they replay. Mm -hmm. And the message for you that you did at this specific conference was uh, redefined your success. Like Mm -hmm. what does success look like? And then up to this point, it was like me making it, like me being known, me being um, highly sought after, uh, being able to be a full-time photographer commercially. and be able to support myself for my family on that if mm-hmm. I had to. That was success for me. And uh, and then after your message, and then after thinking about that, and then after spending, you know, going back uh, with you one-on-one, I remember coming back going like, dude, I think my success is being content with just being able to stay home with my family and being able to do the photography and, and not sacrificing my family. Mm-hmm. Um and it so it was really cool because a i admired you but b so i looked up to you and respected everything that you had said but at the same time like i was able to be transparent with you and you transparent with me and you were able to say um i mean even at one point you were like alicia i really think that you need to think about like like the relationship that you have with your kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're very transparent about that and, and didn't um, coat it, didn't sugarcoat it, <laughs> you know, and and I really appreciated that because I was able to, I was able to look at that, you know. Um, so if a person is trying to kind of flip the script and change the way that they think, like what are some ways that you think could help them? to like maybe be more vulnerable mm-hmm. like you yeah know? you know i think you know <laughs> i've given a number of talks i feel like though they all come back to the same issue which which really is like this whole idea of success and and what it is we're building and why we're building these things like you know we want to build a kingdom for our own mm-hmm. names and uh just trying to figure out like what are those driving factors and kind of sorting out like the really positive influences and the really negative influences. Um, and even recognizing that some of the negative influences can bring us to positive places for a certain amount of time. So it's like, you can be really selfishly motivated for something. Um, and it can get you somewhere to give you the affordance to be healthy in some places. And some people will use something really unhealthy and will bring them to an even more unhealthy place. Like, I think, you know, it really just kind of depends um, on where it brings you. And I think for me, I was fortunate enough in, in my story to kind of have some more of those like troubling negative proclivities end up bringing me to a place that I was able to like, at least work towards getting healthy. Um, but I think a big part of that is going to be, you know, surrounding yourself with those people um, that can kind of just gut check you when you need it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you can't always see those things, you know, um, and, and you're never like done with it. I feel like is the other side of it too. So, you know, you want success and, and you have this idea of, of what it means for you to be successful. And, you know, if you come back to it and evaluate it and, 
two years from now, chances are like it's drastically different. Um, that whole like goal you set, either you met it or you didn't meet it, or maybe it was like a totally different path and, and you changed and that's not actually what you're interested in anymore. I feel like that happens really frequently. And unless we're willing to like really reevaluate those kinds of really big landmarks in our life um, on a pretty regular basis, I, I think we can travel in a very wrong direction um, for a really long time. Uh, to me, that's why having those kinds of people that are in your life and that you have relationships with um, that can kind of like join you on that journey. Um, mm-hmm. And you can set those landmarks with them too. Um, and for some people, that's like a spouse. For some people, um, it's like a really good friend who works in the industry. For some people, it's somebody who's like not in the industry at all. I'm sure that people have like a really wide gamut of those people. And I don't think it's any one person. I know that for me, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a, a, a decent number of people. Um, I feel like that are in different walks of life, whether they work in design or whether they're not in design, obviously my spouse as well, that, you know, I'm able to get some really honest feedback from them on what, I guess, like some of the motivations they can pick up. Um, Because like, I'll totally have seasons where maybe I am more interested in like feeding that kingdom of me more so than, you know, building other people who are in the industry up or teaching or sharing. Uh, and that really happens. And so like a, a great example is, you know, Raji King um, is somebody in my life who like has point blank, just like asked me in terms of like, so I've seen this happening a few times and I was just kind of wondering, like, why do you think you're doing it? And it's like, oh, wow. yeah, I like kind of knocks you on your ass for a bit and you're kind of like, wait, what do you, what do you mean? It's like, well, yeah. you know, like, I feel like, like, so a great example would be like, I feel like you're kind of like retreading this ground and like, you know, it's been successful, but we've had conversations where like you say, like, you don't really want to be doing this. So like, hmm. I've noticed that maybe something else that you put out maybe hasn't fared as well. And so now you're just back at this again. Like, oh, wow. is there any reason you feel like, you know, does it feel better to do that? And so having this kind of people, I feel like is a huge game changer for, um, catching those things that you're not catching and sometimes that you are catching but you just don't really want to uh talk about at the time so you're just like yeah no i lost a little bit of confidence in this way and so it just kind of felt better to do something that was comfortable or you know somebody in your family who's just like hey like you wanted to turn off your phone and turn off the computer at six o'clock um and kind of disconnect and like be present so what happened with that you know we're two days in and 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 you already kind of messed that one up so like how can i help you kind of be that person. Um, so yeah, get those people. Yeah. So just to summarize, I hear you say that, you know, have the people mm-hmm. and then also have like landmarks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, well, and the landmarks thing is tough. I don't think, I don't know if you really need landmarks per se. Um, only because like a landmark makes it seem like it's like built and it's set and it's unmovable. I'd say like, you want to have those like, those really self-aware goals that you can run to, even if it's just like a sprint or, and some of them are going to be a little more long-term, but just be prepared for all of them to be movable. Be prepared for like, all, no, nothing is a golden calf. Um, I feel like in terms of your professional world, perhaps um, for me, like there are those golden calves, which is like, Hey, I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good dad. Those are immovable. Like those are things that like, are, I don't want to compromise on. Um, but of course, you know, obviously we, we choose things every day that are going to take precedence over another thing. So if I'm working late and I'm doing something, I'm probably being a little bit better of a worker than I am a dad at the moment and that's not to say that's like unwavering and that i'm perfect at either one of those categories but i'm just saying the idea of landmarks per se maybe it's just the terminology gets me a little bit nervous because they seem too immovable 
Yeah, it seems more like values. It's like you have actually spent time to discern what those values are for you. Mm -hmm. And then having the person, your quote unquote accountability partner, Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, to formalize a little bit, um, (laughs) that they would be able to identify what those are and be able to use that as a canon as to like what's going on. So obviously there's a lot of transparency there and there's also a lot of consistency there as well. And that those people kind of help you um, stay grounded, Mm -hmm. right? And then there has to be obviously a level of transparency on your part because you obviously have to like let them in on your world. right? Um, One of the things that I like to do to add to that list is always talk about the other person. So like coming, like we're about to go into conference season, um, actually was just at one on in Friday and we're going to go into creative South 2016 here in like, gosh, a month and a half. Mm -hmm. It's very close. Um, And I, and I know that I feel like it's, it's during these conference seasons that like the, like celebrity dumb, if that's a word, um, Mm -hmm. like really starts compounding itself, you know, because it's like you, you have people, um, that start just tweeting, like, I'm so excited to meet you and, and, or I really love your work or, you know, just in a sundry of things. And it starts really kind of building your ego. Um, I mean, like one time it was really bad that, uh, gosh, I mean, people were like, tweeting like, oh, there's a focus lab sighting on mm-hmm. this street and this street. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you really try not to like take those things to heart and you just try to laugh at it because, I mean, it's meant in good humor. Um, but to a certain person, like that can actually be a little bit more dangerous than it mm-hmm. should be. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I really like to do is talk about the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone comes up like, well, what do you do? Right. Um, and then at that point, like focusing on giving attention instead of getting attention is what helps me um, to, to connect rather than impress. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think those are also really good opportunities to not even talk about work, really. Um, I mean, you know, you don't want to, like, grab your phone and, like, flip through their portfolio and, like, you guys are just, like, sitting, at, you know, in front of one another with your phones out looking at each other's work. Like, I mean, you can. <laughs> There's probably nothing wrong with that, especially if you want to keep in touch with someone. But... Um, I feel like, yeah, when I'm at conferences, I really do try to kind of steer the conversation away from like just work or just like who either of us has worked for or anything like that and just kind of make it more just about like, hey, we're here and like obviously there are shared interests. And so like, let's just have a good time, throw some back and, and, you know, talk life and enjoy some time with each other. Um, I feel like that's really helpful And then, you know, just kind of remember that everything that happens in that world, you know, if you are experiencing success and that success is bringing you to conferences and you're speaking or you're somebody who like, you know, is, I guess, just fielding a lot of attention. Um, One of the things that Raj and I have talked about before has been like, you know, it's just it's this idea of like it's this caged environment where like everybody kind of knows everybody, but it's a really small microcosm of a microcosm. Like it is a micro community. It is so Mm small. Small, but it's easy for um, to allow those that kind of attention or that kind of feeling to like seep into your brain and make you feel like you're a bigger deal, uh, maybe than you know. Um, I've got a really good friend, Raji, or, or sorry, Riley, who uh, he used to always say his dad would always say, oh, I'm totally going to butcher this one. You know, he's like being a famous designer is like being the guy who invented, you know, the popsicle stick, like, or I think it's like the plastic popsicle stick. Like nobody really cares. They're just glad they're not getting splinters in their mouth. <laughs> 
and right. and it's just like you know in a way that, that is kind of what it is that's like being the most famous dentist in northern duluth minnesota like it's like <laughs> such a specific industry with such a specific group of people and it's cool but like even the people at the tippy top of what we do are probably able to go get coffee and not get like hounded down and stopped like they live a very normal, normal. you know potentially humbling life just like the rest of us and so I don't know. It, it, it's just one of those things, you know, where it's like you could be the the coolest kid in high school, um, but a county over that probably doesn't really make a difference to anybody. So, yeah. you know, I, I think design's a lot like that. It's really cool to be in the environment where people know who you are or they know your work and they've seen it somewhere. Um, and that's really great. But, you know, none of that really compares to um, those relationships that really are nurtured in your life that you go home to, whether it's your family or whether it's like that, those people that you're really close to. Um, and, and honestly, those relationships that you start there and keep up remotely, you know, the, those really great Twitter relationships or Slack relationships, however they work, those are all really positive, healthy things too. So just something to keep in mind um, that I've always found really helpful. Yeah. So, um, Sweet. So, so running down, so we have, you know, have those people that you talk to have those landmarks or those, those values identified, uh, talk about the other person. Um, and then, uh, lastly, what you just summed up was, I'm trying to figure out how to say it in a really good nutshell. Um, I guess like, don't get sacked a, by your own ego. Like, yeah. It's I guess like a microcosm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like a microcosm within a microcosm within a microcosm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a small community. Um, so keep that in Stay mind. Humble. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, so, okay. So here's a thing that actually I was just talking to my brother about. And uh, it's going to be actually an interesting conversation with you. And I haven't even formed the idea in my brain. So if it comes mm, out like, uh, like I'm drunk, please excuse mm-hmm. that. Um, so while we use people use their strengths to impress, you know, or, or, you know, they connect through their weaknesses, whatever. It's like, but you, you still have a following, you know, like, um, but I see Raji and I see you give a lot and and you use that a lot, I think for the benefit of the design community. So like, I love the uh, articles that you write kind of making fun. Like one of my favorite things is like seven other things that you can do, uh, instead of, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) <laughs> making fun of a logo uh, without the creative brief. And it, it was a very tongue in cheek piece, but I mean, it was poignant to me, you know, it was, it made a very uh, clear point mm-hmm. in all of it. And, and a lot of your work is kind of like that, where it's a commentary on the design world, um, really trying to like usher people into more positive thinking and, sure. um, and, but then also you see Raji, like, Here's a guy who's and, and you yourself too with Twitch. I mean, you guys have started um, doing this live broadcast mm-hmm. where you're sharing pretty much. I mean, the the very talents and the skills and the expertise and the experience that you've built your name upon. You know um, these techniques, and then you you guys are just like an open book and, mm-hmm. and letting that happen. So it, it's it's really neat to see that you're using your following or your influence to do that, to lift other people up. And I feel like doing so is, is a different twist on the connect through your weaknesses Mm -hmm. because pretty much what you're saying is like, Hey, I'm really good at this. You want to be good at this. Let's work together to make you good at this. I mean, it can be, (laughs) I still think that might be a bit of a, uh, 
Oh. Am I romanticizing things? Yeah, a I think bit? a little bit. It, mostly <laughs> because it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, just to be super frank, you know, um, I really like writing. I've always really liked writing. Um, and so writing articles has been one of those things that's been a very similar thing to how I approach, um, what's it called? You know, like talking at conferences where it's more like, Hey, if I'm going to write an article and, you, and you're going to read it, I want it to be more about some of those things that I'm wrestling with and, and just being a little more frank or maybe sharing an experience, you know, um, that is thoughtful to me that I'm currently kind of like wrestling with or some of those things that I kind of noticed that I want to be more proactive about. Um, that's kind of why I write is, is it's more of those things that I'm kind of processing and those things that, you know, um, I see trip up myself. And so I feel like that's, that's kind of my writing side. Um, but it's also when you write, you're far more curated. You're able to like think through everything. You're able to like structure a really good analysis or a really good opinion on something. Um, and you're able to kind of like present it to the world. That's like a little more spit shined and polished. So like something like the seven things you could do instead of rip apart a logo design brief. That's not because like I'm better at it than anybody else. It's because like, that's my instinct. Like my instinct when I see something I don't like is to be like, well, the other thing was better. Like it just was. And, and it's, it's not even to suggest that like we can't do those things and that like you by all means can have a bad opinion of something and you could think something sucks and that's totally okay. And that's not to discredit those things. And it doesn't invalidate negative opinions. But I think for me, it's more about like, however, like maybe there's a better way to have that conversation. Maybe we could talk about it in a more like, instead of just like throwing stones and be like, well, this sucks. Like, what if we talked about it through more of the lens of like, Hey, like, I'm not really sure this accomplishes the, these goals. Um, and, and here's why, what I think could work better or even suggesting something, or maybe it's like thinking through, well, yeah, I can make something better. But then again, like I have no stakeholders that I'm beholden to. I can do whatever I want. So like, of course, I'm going to like it a little bit more when you create something in a vacuum. And most of these logos, these rebrands, whatever it is, they're not created in a vacuum. They they go through so many layers and, and a logo has to be like everything to everyone in some ways. And it has to be recognizable and it has to be a part of like the entire identity. It's not just this like, you know, segmented, isolated piece of art. That's not what it is. Um, and so that that's kind of what got me thinking about that. And then the Twitch thing is kind of the the other side of it that I was trying to be a little more intentional about. Like when I write, I'm probably like a little more serious and I'm always really concerned that I'm going to come off as like holier than thou. And like, like mm-hmm. I'm just like speaking down to how people should be behaving. Like I'm like this like big older brother who's just like, oh, don't do that. You silly, silly children. <laughs> and that's like not the way I feel at all. Like obviously I write because these are the things that I'm like wrestling with. But Twitch to me was more of like, you know, it seemed like a, a better opportunity to first off share process because I don't do it really in talks and I don't really write articles on it. Um, I wrote one article about how I work with color. Um, but you know, that was really just cause it was like, Oh, these are things that I can like actionably share and show somebody how to do it. And I don't really mind showing somebody mm-hmm. how to do it. So Twitch was more like, what if I wasn't so curated with everything first off? And I just kind of like did what I do in front of people, which is slightly terrifying because it doesn't matter where you are in your career. There's something you do that you probably are a little bit nervous about someone watching like how the hot dog is made, you know, and, uh, (laughs) and it's not even always a very particularly appetizing hot dog. It's just how you do it. Um, And so like, I feel like that's what it was for me. Like it was like, I want to first off, like not be so curated to just kind of be myself and kind of show that like, I don't just write 
think pieces on the culture and community. Uh, and then also like, Hey, you know, I would love to have an outlet where people actually get to like learn some of the things that I do. And that's not even from a position of like, Hey, I got this and like from a pie and I'm handing it down to you. It's more like, Hey, like this is how I do it. Uh, you might too. And like already I've had people that are like, Oh, well I wouldn't do it that way. You know, I would do it this way. And it's been really cool because like some of the tips and some of the, even like the shortcuts or hotkeys that I even got out of that have been like people teaching me in that process. Um, and, uh, you know, I did my my first one last Thursday and I already messed something up in the final piece that I didn't even notice because I'm far more concerned about, you know, like, is this going okay? Am I, am I super awkward? I'm probably super awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like, there's so much that goes into it. Um, so I would just say like, it's far less, I'm good. So here you go. And far more like, Hey, how would you feel about spending a really sweaty hour with me where we just like <laughs> try to make this work awkwardly and you can teach me what I can do better is probably a little more accurate representation. That's lifting the veil though. I mean, that's like demystifying everything because what I love about that is that obviously whenever we entered into this whole section right here is that I romanticized everything. And then what you mm -hmm. did is that you just took <laughs> It just brought you back down to earth. <laughs> You're like, mm-mm. See, and that just goes back into our mantra, right? That mm -hmm. goes back into our weaknesses connect. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's what you're actively doing. And so it's really cool to, to see you do that in this conversation which is only natural right since that's really i feel like you've gotten some practice this. yeah i've gotten some yeah. practice at it yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean that is oh. a huge part of it though because it's like you know i i don't know if i do everything the right way i probably don't use all the same tools that people do and i don't even know if i'm fast at doing it you know there are probably people that are far faster than i am that think quicker and come up with better concepts so whenever you do something like that you kind of open yourself up Mm -hmm. to um examination like like really close examination on that kind of stuff so um yeah. you know you can choose to see it as a really edifying helpful thing and being able to teach people is a really cool thing i, I think i've always been really passionate about it. it's why yeah. it's why i work in education and tech and why i want to continue doing that because you know tech is great but like education to me is awesome, awesome. it's super cool yeah yeah and i'm i'm obviously right there with you um so something that I thought about that we probably should have actually started with was why would somebody want to flip the script? I mean, we kind of talked about like how to do it, mm -hmm. but like, what are the drawbacks? Like if, if we enter into a conversation or we enter into a relationship or, or even a team collaboration, you know, trying to lead with our strengths instead of trying to lead with our weaknesses, um, what gets lost in that? Like what, what are the, mm -hmm. what's the downfall? Like, why is that negative? I think you will lose out in some really great relationships. Um, I, I think that that's immediately something that kind of comes to mind. If, if you're focused more on what someone else can do for you rather than like what you can do for them in a relationship, you become very much focused on every friendship or every relationship I have has to be somebody who's like, better off than I am professionally. So it's like, oh, you have 30,000 Twitter followers. Awesome. Let's get to know one another. Oh, you have 200. Um, uh, yeah, I'm actually pretty busy these days. Um, so I, I think that, that you miss out on some really great relationships when you're far more focused on like how to advance your own cause than you are about like, maybe this is someone whose life I would really like to be a part of. Um, and I also think like, 
you know, if you're so focused on like only what's next and how you can get bigger, um, then, then like those like really small benchmarks that you may have set for yourself, like you're never going to be like done, like meeting them because like true success is about like keeping on, keeping on and like, you know, in the right mindset, it's really helpful. It, it can be really healthy because you're like, hey, like I'm not done. I can keep going. I can do better. But in a really negative, unhealthy mindset that now becomes, oh, like I got 5,000 Twitter followers. Well, I want 10,000. So like this really isn't a big deal. I need to keep going. Um, and like you never get to sit and just be like, you know, like maybe <laughs> maybe I don't need to really even care about this at all. Instead, like you become so fixated on like what's next, what's next, what's next. And there's never any celebration for like what you've done already. And maybe even like a sense of contentment in that to maybe like take a break or engage with someone or like figure out like maybe there's some troubling tendencies that I probably need to take some time to address. Um, so I think you just you just kind of miss out on things, whether it's relationships um, or missing out on like contentment and satisfaction in your own life. Yeah, I would also add to that, that in a team collaboration that you would also miss out on opportunities to better yourself. Because mm -hmm. I mean, I feel it's the whole like, um, iron sharpens iron thing. And so if you end up not being able to collaborate with these, you know, other creatives that you're within or whatever, whatever scenario that, you know, people are in, um, it just, opportunities to get better just goes away. Yeah. And and pride know? really does like make everyone feel uncomfortable offering another solution. You know, like any ego that kind of like sits in a room becomes this like enormous weight where the people who maybe aren't in their place in their career don't feel enabled to give their opinions because they feel like there's this crushing weight of someone in the room. Um, and, and some of that like definitely falls down to other people, but like it's what you project to that that can really make people feel comfortable enough to try and even fail around you um, and for you to even try and fail maybe more than you currently are doing. Yeah, very true. Um, sweet. So some of the reasons, again, to recap, I'm so really big into recapping. Yeah, you are. I like it, though. I like it. <laughs> I, I if I zone for a I, bit, that's good. Yeah, there you go. So to recap, um, the reasons why you don't want to lead with your strengths is A, you're going to miss out on relationships. B, you're going to miss out on contentment. And then you're going to also miss out, thirdly, on uh, betterment just because of that. Um, again, to flip the script or flip the script on yourself to kind of lead with your weaknesses. And not necessarily to lead with your weaknesses. You don't want to like go into a conversation and be right. like, hey, I'm Alicia. I suffer with insecurity. Yeah, that's the, you, you know? don't, don't want to start <laughs> off with like those deep, dark secrets that you don't want to talk about. <laughs> don't, don't start with those. Don't do that. Uh -huh. um, oh, gosh. Um, but what we do want to do is that we want to have those people around us that can speak into our lives, be transparent with them and allow them to be transparent with you, have those values, um, those landmarks uh, that, you know, you want to work towards and embody and have that other person know. Uh, we also want to be able to talk to the other person, like when we're in conferences or any scenario, when we're talking and discussing with another person, we want to focus on them and what can we give them. Um, even if it's encouragement, motivation, um, experience, advice, or just support you know? Uh, and then lastly, realize that we are in a microcosm of a microcosm of a microcosm. Like we are such a little itty bitty part of this huge, beautiful world, um, that everybody is significant in their own way. And we can totally learn something from everybody. So 
I think this was a really fruitful conversation, Justin. We didn't script any of this yeah, whatsoever. No. Um, but I'm pretty darn impressed with ourselves. I am too. I am too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's right on point. I hope you didn't hear the shuffling of my paper of the script that I already wrote ahead of time. Oh, but, oh. Uh, you know. <laughs> you hid that well. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just really snuck it in there. <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for checking us out. Um, Justin, if people want to follow you, where do they go? They can just go to the internet. Okay. They can do that. <laughs> yeah, they can just follow that Justin guy, or you could follow other people too. You could follow, you know, like a Raji King, or like an Alex Grinling, or an Alicia Cologne, uh, you know, Meg Robichaud. Awesome people that are f- like fully worth your follow that probably are going to keep you a little more entertained than even I would. So go follow them. Awesome. I, that, I can't beat that ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Dribble as Alicia Cologne. For show notes, go to aliciacologne.com slash manual dash focus. See you next episode. <laughs>